The galaxy is burning. Brother fights brother, and treason splits the Imperium of Man. This is the Horus Heresy. Whether you're a warrior of the Legionis Astartes, an adherent of the Mechanicum, or a brave mortal in a galaxy of madness, you'll find a home here. Welcome to the Remembrancer's Retreat, coming to you from within the depths of the Vengeful Spirit. Hey guys, what's going on? Uh, Will here. I got a uh, really special episode for you guys. Uh, with me, I've got Steven, Jason, Jesse, and David. And we're going to be discussing Noob Bait today. And uh, it's not going to be your, your regular episode, so we're going to skip some of the stuff like what we've been up to and that kind of stuff. We're just going to get right into this, because this is a fun subject I really want me to talk about, and I think you guys are going to like it. Um, so with that, I guess let's get into it. Uh, what is Noob Bait? So... In some other games, new bait is something that new players are always going to go for. And it's usually a trap because the more veteran players know how to counter this, they know its weakness, or they know how to exploit it. So I'll give you a good example, right? If uh, some of you guys played, what is it? I think Halo 2 had the power sword, right? Mm -hmm. Uh, If you had the power sword... You could kill people in one hit from a little short distance away, right? So noobs always went for that because they knew they were going to get a one-hit kill on somebody and just think they were racking up points. Plus but it was if you took shiny. The, yeah, exactly. <laughs> but if you took the plasma pistol with the battle rifle, you could shoot somebody's shields off, switch to the battle rifle, one shot hit them, or one shot hit them in the head, and they're gone just as fast. And it's from a much further range. So the veteran players would always just hunt out that laser sword and wait for the new players to grab it and then just rack up kills with the battle rifles because you know they they know the tricks of the plasma pistol and then the battle rifle so that's a good example of new bait in another game the horse heresy has a bunch of new baits uh things that immediately new players are like that is so cool i'm definitely going to take that and uh i'm going to go ahead and start off the discussion i think with my pet peeve new bait and this is one i fell for and that is the serastus assault ram you guys know what i'm talking about (laughs) yep you know it you love it yep I have your Cestus Assault Ram, and I haven't even used it yet. It it looks cool, right? Oh, yeah, definitely. Um, and it's a great model to have in the collection. But you look at this thing, and you see Ram, and you see that it's got buffs for the tank. Uh, it's got a special rule called Serastus Ram, which gives it an invul save and increases its uh, ability to uh, hit on the damage table, or on the uh, the ramming table. Um and yet, it's got things like a blast weapon, and it's a troop carrier. So if it rams, it can't disembark its troops. And if it rams, it snap fires and can't fire its blast weapon. Now, I think Power of the Machine Spirit that it has on it overrides that. Uh, i got to check the new Age of Darkness rules to verify that. But even still, you're now a troop transport that can't disembark because you rammed. And we've seen this several times in live games that we've played. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah, the um, the immediate instinct with a ram is, ooh, it's strength 10. Ooh, I get a save. Time to start wrecking some vehicles. Yeah. yeah, and then you ram a dreadnought, and what happens, Jason? Well, it's not great. Uh, I tried it once with uh, Steven's Maragall. You know, I rolled up with the Typhon. The Typhon even gets that plus one to its uh, Thunder Blitz. Uh, I didn't kill it, and then, since it was still in base-to-base contact, I uh, got punched. Several times. It was not attractive. Yeah, and plenty of times you'll see people do that. And the, the crazy thing is, it's a it's a transport, so it's got 10 guys. Everybody knows the rule, right? You can take Terminators and Power Armor guys. They all count as 10. There's no bulky or anything like that for them. Yeah. But the fact yeah. is, is like you can't unload them then. So you come in, turn two, you ram that turn, because you can ram from... Actually, I don't think you can, because you have to go into hover mode before you can ram. You can't ram yeah, you, you can't ram from reserves. The, the first time we played with uh, with Matt, we discovered that, because I tried to ram one of his tanks coming right off the board, and didn't really work out. Yeah, so you come in, turn two. Turn three, you go into hover mode. Uh, either you can drop your guys then if you're smart, right? Uh, a veteran player will drop their guys then, and you hope you've got them close enough to where they need to be. But most of the time, new players will just be like, let me go into hover mode, and let me ram this thing. So now that's turn three, you've rammed, so you can't disembark then. So now turn four, you finally do disembark some guys. And what, you're not getting a charge till turn four at the earliest? Versus most other transports you can get that come on from reserve, you can get a turn three charge. You know what I mean? Right. 
so for me, the Ram is huge noob bait. Like I'm sure there, are, I'm sure there's some situations out there where people can be like, well, you know, it worked out really well for me in particular instance. But generally, it just rules seem counterproductive to what it can do and what it should do. So uh, it does it does have a pretty cool magnum melter though. It does, right? Large blast melter weapon, eighteen yeah. inches. But you know, that's something you can tool around with. Plus, it's got the missiles. Um, and like I said, I think the power of the machine spirit will still allow it to fire if it rammed. If I remember power of the machine spirit correctly, Jason, Stephen, you guys. Know what I'm talking about? Yeah, that's yeah, it. yeah. Uh, it can fire fire one weapon at full ballistic skill. Yep. As long okay. as it didn't move flat out or use smoke launchers. Gotcha. Okay, so yeah, it would be able to still fire its magnum meltas, but then it can't use its. Well, I think what it's only got havoc launchers in, right? It has the havoc launchers on the wings, um, but they can be subbed out for um, standard missile launchers with either the crack or the frag missiles. Nope, just frag. Nope. Nope. You're right. You're right. Frag and crack. That's right. Yeah, so, I mean, if you do ram, you're then not getting to use one of your weapons. But the idea of ramming something and then power machine spearing and melting it is pretty good. But then you still got to make sure you drop your guys. So for this new bait, my advice is this. If you run this thing, turn two, come in, turn three, go into hover and drop your payload then, or, or drop your troops then. Oh do not try to ram this thing and then charge out of it, because you can't even do that. You can't ram and then uh, disembark afterwards. That's not the way it works. So drop your troops first, then the next turn, go ahead and use your ram and your melta. Um, so that's that's my pet peeve of new bait. Uh, I'm going to let the other guys go over their pet peeves and, and new bait about it. So uh, let's go. Who, who wants to go next? Steven? Um, sure, sure. I'll, I'll talk about um, my per preferred new bait. Um, as a word bearers player, we don't really have a whole lot of stellar named characters, but one guy we do have is Zardu Laic. Um, everyone loves Zardu Laic. You'll see him at least once a tournament, just rolling around, being a dick, summoning demons, punching people in the face with fire. Um, but Wait a Zardu minute, Laic... punching people in the face with fire? Yeah. Badass. It's Zardu with the flaming fist. Yeah, Zardu, uh, Zardu, can, yeah Zardu can roll on pyromancy, so he can take, like, fiery form, um, molten beam, you know, all the good stuff. So he's just this angry fire diabolist. Where do you so find sounds, this guy at? Yeah. He is in uh, book five, Tempest. He is a, a word bearer's edition um, for the Betrayal of Kalf. Okay, because I don't see him in the uh, in the Legion book, sadly, in the red book. Uh, I'm not entirely sure of the exact publication date for the two of them, but um, he should be in a red book. But anyway, um, one of the cool things that Zardu Light can take are the Anactul Blade Slaves. Uh, so instead of taking a command squad, Zardu Laic can pay 100 points to have uh, basically roided up Galvorbach follow him around. Uh, he can only take two of them, but they are weapon skill 5, ballistic skill 4, strength 6, toughness 5, 3 wounds apiece, initiative 5, and they have 3 attacks each. Um, so combined with Zardu Laic, these guys are, Hold are on, actually... Real quick, Steven, did they come with power weapons? I didn't hear that. Or they, uh, just have they, come with, they come with a special... Weapon that the their namesake, the Anak Tool Blades. Um, I'm probably butchering the pronunciation, but we'll fix that in post production. Um, they are specialist weapon power swords that, when they wound with a five or a six, they are bumped up to AP two, and each unsaved wound does two wounds. Dang. Yeah. So on paper, these guys look like little murder blenders just running yeah, around. I kind of want to get some right now. Yeah. Well, don't. Uh, the Blade Slaves, while cool, are definitely one of the biggest pieces of noob bait in the Word Bearer's arsenal. Um, here's the thing. If you buy them, they have to stay with Zardu Laic. They cannot go anywhere else, and Zardu Laic can't join other squads. So it's like the Pravian, right, where if he is that unit and that unit is him, they're that one is, together. Yep, you got it. Gotcha. Um, so here's the thing. If you do that, now you have to buy a transport for these guys, because no way they're going to make it across the battlefield if they're just hoofing it. Well, you're like, all right, fine, I'll just buy a rhino, or maybe a command rhino, and stick them all in there and go do cool things. The blade slaves are bulky, so rhinos can't transport them. So now you're looking at buying a 200-point-plus transport for rhinos, or for uh, the blade slaves. A land right, raider. A land raider. Yeah, a land raider, a storm eagle... Something big. And now you've jacked up their price even further. 
Um, bear in mind, Zardu Laic himself is 175, and to take the Blade Slaves is another 100. So now you're looking at over 500 points for one HQ unit. Um, additionally, the fact that they are such close combat proficient units, you're going to want to put them into combat. But unlike a command squad, which all have chosen warrior, Blade Slaves are not able to take challenges. So Zardu Laic, say you take your Blade Slaves, and you're like, I'm going to go chop up some tacticals. And you see some 15-man-strong yeah. some some tactical down the street, and you're like, I'm going to go fuck their day up. Yeah, so sounds charge, like an easy win, sure. Yeah, so you charge Zardu in there, and bear in mind the Blade Slaves have 10 attacks between the two of them, so they're impressive. Uh, they get in there, and immediately some uppity sergeant with a power fist is like, hey, you, man with the spikes on his head, I'm going to challenge you. <laughs> and Zardu, being, you know, a gentleman... It's like, all right, fine. But Zardu's not that great at close combat. He has a force staff as his close combat weapon. So he hits like with pyromancy? Like he's got he can't take biomancy or anything like that? He can take pyromancy or he can take um demonology. Wow. I figured if it was a force staff, no big deal if you're bio, right? Right. But he's wow. not, unfortunately. So Zardu like runs in there swinging his big flaming tiki torch and just bounces off of the sergeant's artificer armor. You're like, oh, well, that's not good. Here comes that sergeant with a power fist. Bam, there goes your warlord. Now, that on itself is bad, but the Blade Slaves have another rule called mindless killers. If at any point in time Zardu Lake is removed as a casualty, these little dudes go berserk and they just they have to move and charge the closest unit they can uh, they can hurt even if it's one of yours. So your immediate indication is, because Ardulaix, um as a character, um, buffs people that are nearby him. Hold on uh, real quick, Steve. Entirely... i got to stop you. Yeah. What's going on with the noise in the background, man? Are you uh, sewing or uh, perhaps stitching no. or playing on a keyboard or anything like that? You might be hearing it bounce off of my chest because uh, it's a... Because you're so swole, right? You're it's like a... super buff and you just like punch <laughs> things with your yeah. chest all the time? Yep, it's um, it's a little uh, what's the word I'm thinking of? Headphone microphone. So it oh, sits, right on. It, sits, yeah. okay. it hangs That's down by saying. my chest. Yeah. Um, oh. Do you hear it? If I'm I'm holding it up right now, away from me. Do you hear it now? No, no, we're Perfect. good. I think I think okay. it is catching your shirt, though, man. Yeah. Okay, All right, we're cool. good. I'll just, I'm sorry. Speak and we be good to go. Yep, I'll just I'll just hold it up like this. Thank you, sir. Um, I mean, it's no big deal, Stephen. You just ruined the whole cast right now, but we should be fine if we continue. So I'm, let's go. I'm, I'm the worst. Uh, but like I was saying. Um, minus killers, they'll attack anything that they can actually hurt. And if even, their hurting, guys? even their own guys. Ooh, so Zardu Laic, his rules want you to run people close together. He acts kind of like a command squad on his own in that right. He adds um, plus one to combat resolution, for instance, within anyone within 12 inches of him. So you're running all your, your friendly tactical blobs together, and suddenly the Blade Slaves are like, you, you're my enemy. I'm going to charge you. I don't care that we're on the same side. So hold on real quick. I want to pause. Mindless killers is only effect if Zardu Lake is dead. Yep. And if you put the Blade Slaves into combat, someone with a power fist is going to challenge out Zardu Lake and he's going to die. So what's, can you real quick, I, I know this is aside from the new bait part. What's the fluff behind that? Like, why do these guys only listen to Zardu Lake? So the fluff behind there, the Blade Slaves, uh, Zardu's little sword mooks is... Zardu kind of just makes these guys whenever he feels like it. He has the two... Oh, he just Anactus. pulls them from the line and does that? Yeah, the, the Anactus blades themselves that the, that the slaves wield are demon weapons. So anyone that grabs them starts hearing all the little demon whispers and starts doing what the demon wants them to do. Nine times out of ten, their willpower is not strong enough to overcome the demons, so they just become mindless little chefs, just chopping stuff up wherever Zardu tells them to. Okay, easy enough. Then There we go, cool. All right, let's get back to the main thing, my man, then. Yeah, so uh, in summary, you know, you take the Blade Slaves because they look cool, but then you end up paying over 400 points for a unit that just might as well kill your own dudes as they might kill the enemy. Oh, and they can't take any dedicated transports, so whatever unit you do take to carry them around is taking up a slot. Oh, that's right, huh? Yeah. Wow. So... You'd then have to buy like a Rhino Command, not a Rhino Command Squad, but a uh, or a Predator. Not Jesus Christ, guys! Uh, Land Raider, Land, Land Raider Battle Squadron. Yeah, Christ. All right, yeah. Uh, um, if you really, them really around, and that really, takes your four sword. Yeah, if you really want to ball out, you can buy like a Sokar Pattern Stormbird for them and use it to carry three dudes. Man, I mean, what other way to play the game than that, right? 
basically. There's no other way to play the game more efficient than that. Yeah, bring in the Stormbird, the hatch is open, and out march two people. It's like, it's like that scene from any Star Wars where the Sith Lord walks off of his transport carrier, but instead there's only two guys with him. You know what I mean? Zardu Lake walks <laughs> off first, and he's followed by just two demon dudes strolling down behind him. This is yeah. all the transport yeah. I need. Yeah, it's, yeah. it's all I'm this is humble, good. I'm a humble Diabolist. Uh, the most humble. I only travel in small craft like Sokar's Pattern Stormbirds. Yeah. Now, on that note, uh, the Blade Slaves would be useful in a Centurion style game or a Zone Mortalis game where their small unit size won't really it won't be much of a detriment to them. All right, I gotta go take care of something. I'll be back. Okay. All right. So, who we got next then? Thanks for that, Stephen. We'll we'll get back to you when you finish up your thing. Who wants to go next? I personally, I haven't really discovered any noob bait, but I will say when I first started the Horus Heresy, everybody was just rambling and raving about the Sakaran battle tank. I said, well, yeah, it seems pretty cool. Pick one up. Every game I've ever played with it, Matthew or somebody has managed to blow it up. That's because it's too good. (laughs) It's too good. They always target it first, man. To this day, the Sikarin is the all-time best tank. The other chassis, they're pretty good, but the the main battle tank is where it's at, my man. I, I love that thing. <laughs> I mean, it looks great. looks cool. I have yet to get any decent use out of it. <laughs> I Especially when I was writing a list of, of potential models to use as the new bait. Sikarin was near the top. I completely agree with you. Jared, you're coming in broken and distorted. Testing. Still closer, real fuzzy. Sorry. Hey, we'll be right back, everybody. They do look really cool, um, and I should note that anytime that we do a segment like this, we're not actively discouraging you to play how you want or to buy the models you want because it's a narrative game. You know, do what's cool. But for my money, right? It's just be place. aware that you know, hey, this is what you can expect to get from it, right? Like, uh, yeah, and exactly like like with the RAM, I, I gave my negative input, but then I said, just make sure you do it XYZ way. You should be fine with the blade slaves. Steven said, run them in a zone Mortalis or Centurion list and your ace guys. I think, I think that's the way to run those guys in a main battle line army. I don't think they're going to do too well, but I think in a Centurion game, they're gonna be a lot of fun, very thematic. And a lot, a lot of times just the general way you play the model or the unit itself really depends on what type of game you're playing. To be honest. Yeah. All right, let's let's get into something else now, right? So, David, yeah, you think that the Arcus is noob bait? You I gotta do. Tell me why. You got to tell me why. All right, let's. I, mean, I, I feel like a victim of of the uh, of the Sikarin Arcus Strike Tank uh, noob bait. I uh, I saw this when it first came out, and I still think I still think we have um, uh, experimental rules, so you can still download it from the Forge World website. Um, I don't think it's actually been published in any Red Book yet, although it's. I mean. It, it's basically official, right? Well, that is correct. I just downloaded it from the uh, website, and it still has the experimental rule tag on it. So things still could change. You know, it, it has happened before. Yeah, totally. So um, just for everyone out there, I know you know what we're talking about, but the Sikarin Arcus Strike Tank, 205 points. Um, this is the tank that was supposed to solve all of your problems, right? So it comes with the sky spear warheads for another 15 points which give you um terminal tracking sky fire interceptor right so solves your pop you know solves your, solves your lightning problem uh it gives you pyrax warheads which is the um heavy two large blast five ignores cover so solves all your you know pesky night lord um solar auxilia the you know two up cover save, you know, issues solves those problems. And then everybody's favorite neutron flux warheads for 30 points, right? You know, uh, bye-bye mechanicum, uh, multi-wound monstrous creatures with, uh, the, uh, cybernetica cortex just go away. Well, and then add on top of that, the ripple fire, right? Which says yeah, that files are cool rule. It's a great rule, but you start looking at the ranges and neutron flux warheads, 24 inch range, right? So you're not going to get ripple fire and the neutron flux warhead. And 
start looking at some of the other ranges, 36 inches, you're just probably not going to get Ripple Fire on any of these other than your Sky Spear Warhead. So if you're sitting back in the corner with your Sikorin Arcus tank that you loaded up with all the special ammunition, um, you spent a boatload on it, you took up a heavy support choice for it, and you're banking all your hopes and dreams on it, but it's only front armor 13, and it's side armor 12, and it's only three hull points. And as soon as you get that first hit, you're shaken, or you're immobilized, or you're crew stunned. Uh, I mean, you're just, you're hurting, man. And uh, I've played this in a number of games against Jason. Um, it's, it's failed to do anything like literally anything. Um, so maybe I'm just not playing it right. Uh, maybe I've had really bad luck. Uh, you know, definitely, you know, um, possible. But uh, but yeah, it has underperformed for me. And because it's taking up a heavy su- support choice, um, I feel like it competes with things that are just, uh, just have a much better, um, you know, uh, like assurance. more reliable, yeah, yeah, totally. like reliable. your demolisher yeah. cannons and whatnot, huh. you know, yeah, exactly. So, I get it, but real quick, another downfall with as with all Sikorins, you can't squadron them, so that's one vehicle for one heavy support slot. Where I mean, you can squadron land raiders for Christ's sake, why can't you squadron right. Sikorins, exactly, right. right? Because Sikorins are fancy, sure, okay. Uh, I think are. in general, the um. I think in general the Sikorin variants kind of enjoy a cult of personality that they just they just can't live up to. Because before we got the Arcus and before we got this fancy plasma tank one, we had the Venator, and it's it does the same thing. It's just there and it looks cool, and you're like, oh, that's awesome on paper, and then it doesn't do anything all game. Yeah, um, that's true. I think uh, your Venator has done. One thing successful its entire life, I think. I've had that Venator the super for, heavy. I think I've had the Venator for now two years since you gave it to me, and I've been keeping tally marks on it for every time that it actually like destroys a vehicle. It has one. It has one tally mark. No oh, shit. Nice. <laughs> uh, but so you with the Arcus is that it's yeah. a fast vehicle with this ripple fire rule. So it's like you can either move fast or you can do ripple fire, but you can't do both. Yeah. So, again, that seems counterproductive to the fact that it's a fast vehicle. Um, but here's the thing, right? Now, this is why I, I'm, a, I'm pro this, okay? It is a fast vehicle. So, turn one, you can use your movement to get your, what is it, 18 inches of the board to give you a better firing position. And, of course, using cover to your advantage. It's a high enough vehicle that you can get behind some good cover, get hold down, and still have your turret pointing at the top. Um, to, you know, see targets and effectively fire on them. So the Neutron Flex Warhead is a little off, but most mech weapons, I feel, are short range or they're melee. So, like, well, okay, that's not true. I mean, dark until you get hit by a dark fire 72 cannon. inches, yeah, yeah. then uh, you got problems on your hand with the dark fires. Um, it's all short but range. But if, like, if it's like Arlotex or the Flying Dude or um, Domitar or something like that, units that have to come in close... Uh, then it's going to be effective. Um, so when you move your 18 inches in turn one, and then you can set up yourself for ripple fire for the rest of the game. And that's what I've done with it. And it's been pretty effective. Well, don't you also run Castrum yes. Worth in it? Yeah, that's so. true. So that yeah. was going to be my next point was that mine is a little better. It's BS five with tank hunter. So the Arcus warheads are good. Um, if I yeah, can get heavy eight, that are PS5 and Tank Hunter. You're right. It does make a huge difference. But the yeah. fact is, it, the base concept of how to play it is still the same. Move up in your turn one, and then ripple fire from there. Um, I, I I do that. The stats-wise on it, I mean, that just increases my ability to roll, you know, five plus, or, you know, get luck on my side, I guess, building luck in that way. Um, but one thing for me that is the biggest news bait is the fact that it has ripple fire and these Sky Spear Warheads. Uh, so the Sky Spear Warheads are Skyfire Intercept, but Ripple File only works during your shooting phase, not your inter- not the enemy's movement phase. So you can't Ripple Fire your Sky Spear to intercept anything. Mm-hmm. So yeah. I fell for that once, and I'll never yeah. do it again. I'll never su- intercept with this tank again. I intercepted, only got to fire four shots, couldn't fire the next phase. Um, and it was just like, oh, God, why did I do that, you know? 
Do you, you, will, do you when you take it? Do you load up with all the different types of ammo, or do you kind of pick and choose? No, uh, Neutron Flux and Sky Spear and Arcus are all I take. Now I always bring a kitchen sink list. I never tailor. So even if, like my last game, I was going up against uh, uh, Pat's um, sons of uh, Egyptian god Horus. Man, yeah, that's it. Uh, and <laughs> I still took the neutron flux guy or neutron flux missiles, even though I wasn't going to be playing against Mech. Just because right. I, I don't like to list Taylor. If I build the list, that's what I play, no right. matter who I'm playing. You know, right. you're bringing uh, an all comers list, yeah, I exactly. Guess. So I mean, it sucks because you're wasting points on what is that? That's 35 points, I think, for those weapons. 30 points for those warheads, and I didn't get mm-hmm. to use them. Yeah, yeah. But uh, also the fact it's got terminal tracking and not the rapid tracking that the regular Sikarin has is also kind of a letdown. So, like, the regular Sikarin has rapid tracking, so you can't take jinx saves against it. Um, whereas terminal tracking, you just re-roll your jinx saves. It, it And cover saves. Oh, you're right, and it's cover. Okay, so that's better than, I guess, yeah. I mean, maybe, yeah, yeah. Yeah, uh, I think it's shooter's preference on that way then, right? Um, but, uh, yeah, I mean, I, I would agree. It does have some new bait aspects. The range is a downside. The fact it's ripple fire on a fast vehicle is a downside. But I still think if used properly, this weapon can be pretty powerful to handle medium armor and heavy infantry. Yeah, yeah, I, th- I think so. I think it shines at like maybe armor 12 and below, right? Because I think armor 13 and above, you've tank hunter, uh, most other people are not going to have that. And I think that exactly, yeah. y- y- just this, the strength on these warheads are just, they're not there. To, to penetrate uh, anything above like yeah armor thirteen, you're you know you're still rolling what so sixes. So let me answer this then, right? Sky spear warheads, their strength seven AP three. Does anybody know why? Like all other like flak missiles are AP four, and AP three doesn't offer any better penetration on the penetration table. So why AP three? Like are there probably probably to do with flying monstrous creatures like yep. Bumblebot. Yep, well, Bumblebot, wouldn't you use the uh, Neutron Flux to hopefully get like an instant death nah. on you? Nah, because think of it this way. Like, you can... How many shots does the Neutron Flux get? Is it just the one? No, Neutron Flux is eight if rapid fire, or ripple fire. Eight, okay. Um, but Bumblebot's going to have... like It's got the three-up armor, so it, it doesn't punch through Bumblebot's armor. Um does Bumblebot really have four or three plus armor? Okay, so that yeah. that makes sense then. Okay. Yeah, uh, Bumblebot's pretty heavily armored. It's got the jink. Um, I think it's just probably they probably put it in there as an option in case you want to punch through robots, flying flying robots. I don't, I don't, know. I don't know. Demons Jason, are also going to be coming so. along soon. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, so the strength seven AP three will be good against demon like flying demon princes if they bring those in. That's true. Mm-hmm. Wait, no, not even because they still get their six up demon save regardless, right? Well, demons can take the um, the the three up armor. At least right now they can. Um, I don't know how how that's how about that going to change when we uh, get the new rules released. Yeah. You know where I think this this uh, might shine, actually, and now that I'm thinking about it, is uh, in an armored breakthrough list, where you yeah. can take uh, Sikarin chassis as uh, as elites, right? I don't think it's Sikarin chassis. I think it's Sikarin battle tanks as elites. Oh. Yeah. So this always is going to be stuck and heavy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Now, if yeah. they do change it to chassis, that's going to be ace then, yeah. yeah. And also, like Rob has mentioned in, in our past video, when we did a... Um, worth a buy on this thing past video yeah i hope you guys are watching at home watching the uh, <laughs> podcast here yeah I'm waving we actually um, we actually film yeah. it separately and we do it like yeah. a like a silent film but yeah so then you have to sync up the audio portion of the podcast with the video and it's it's a great thing that a lot of our real meta listeners like to do um yeah no but uh, this one's for you hipsters yeah uh i think rob pointed out that this thing is really good for small missions 1500 1700 yeah. I think that's where it'll find yeah. its niche. Those are usually played on like four by fours, anyways. So, thirty-six inches is pretty good coverage on a four by four. Uh, well, I have a question for you. Given that you're the the proponent of the Arcus right now, um, do you think that the Arcus is worth taking over a Scorpius? 
No, because I still like barrage sniping with the Scorpius. Even if you only get the one plus one shot, you know, you get the D3 if you roll a one. That's only two shots. You can still snipe with it, and you don't have to have line of sight. You can use a Vox. I I still think the Scorpius is pretty good. You rocket lobbing son of a bitch! I mean, if you can snipe, snipe out an Apoth or a Sergeant who's wearing Artificer armor with it, that's pretty solid stuff. Or wait, no, it's AP3. So yeah, I mean, if you can snipe out of Vex, that's great, you know. I does while we're on the note of noob bait, does anyone ever take Vexes? What take Voxes? No, nobody Vexes. ever takes Vexilius. Yeah, everybody takes Vexilius. Nobody yeah. ever takes Voxes. I will every one every now and then, but you know when I have barrage. Maybe it's just because I'm out, never. or if I have bring out some yeah. rapier weapons. But other than that, no. Steven, not everybody is like a deeming loving SOB like you are. Yeah, I was about to say, I guess as a a word there. D6 for leadership. That's insane. Nobody else gets that. I'm spoiled for leadership. I get to save points on every squad. Yeah, no. And Vexes are great. Yes, those aren't new bait. But Vexillas? Wait, no. Backwards. Backwards. Vexillas. You got it. What am I talking about? What's the radio communicator? The Vox. Thank you. The Vox. Yeah, the Vox is. Like, nobody ever brings that. Why not? Like, I never see it. And there are plenty of games where I'm like, hey, guys, I'm bringing IDF. Uh, who wants to bring a Vox, you know, so I can save some points in my list if you guys have room. And nobody's like, I don't, I'm don't. i not bringing any. No. And people bring, like, entire artillery segments and don't bring their own Vox. I'm guilty yeah. of it, you know. At the very beginning of the game, everyone's like, does anyone have Voxes? We establish that nobody has Voxes. And then three turns later, we ask again. Yeah. <laughs> and you're like, uh, I remember one time I did it. It was pretty cool. Somebody else had a Vox, and it was like perfect because I was able to draw a line of sight for my uh, quad mortars, and it was pretty good. But uh, no, most of the time nobody brings them. Uh, so let's go ahead and uh, move on to Jason. Then Jason, what's some new bait you got? Mechanicum's got to have some new bait, right? Oh, of course. There's a I'm sure there's plenty scattered in there. But pretty uh, much the Castellax, the Arl attacks, the Domitar, uh, oh, yeah. Bumblebee. Those are all new bait, right? Nobody should ever get those, right? <laughs> The board. Trash. Uniformly trash. But uh, the one I wanted to talk about is a little less uh, near and dear to my heart, but a little more popular, uh, which would be the Atropos. So, knights are great. Don't get me wrong here. I love everything about them. I have a six-night uh, indentured household myself to go along with my Mechanicum. But I think the Atropos kind of has a special place. because. In Legion armies especially, if ever you see a single forge-world knight, it is always inevitably an Atropos. So they're pretty great on their own, but the problem I find constantly is they're much more expensive than a normal knight. They can be picked out pretty easily. Knight models are super tall, you know, the forge-world models even more so, so it's hard to keep them in cover. And by this point, veteran players have very, very practice at forcing anyone with a knight. Breaking up there, Jason. Jason, we're getting a low bit rate transfer on your end. Sorry, that better? Yep. Did you just stop streaming like uh, Real Housewives or something? Uh, Yeah, shit. The Gilmer Girls is just killing me on that. Anywho, so the Atropos is a big problem in that it doesn't have any more, much more staying power than a normal knight, but it's much more expensive. And the biggest thing that I keep seeing people forget is they're all initiative four, which makes for a really, really bad day when you charge a dreadnought. Now, even the smallest boxy dreadnought can still take a big chunk out of a knight, because besides the Lancer, they don't have an invulnerable save in close combat. They don't have a save of any kind in close combat. Nope. You're pretty much dead to rights once you're in hand-to-hand with another knight. Yeah. And that's why the Atropos, being as expensive as it is, is at a pretty big disadvantage, especially against uh, other Legion armies, because Dreadnoughts are really popular. They're not going anywhere. And if a 175-point Contemptor Cortis can cause you problems, then you don't have a great option 
other than trying and hoping you can portal gun it off the board. Because if you're close enough to shoot that dreadnought with your lightsaber, it's only an eight inch range. So it's easily close enough to kill you. And if you don't kill it, you're going to have issues one way or the other. Yeah, that's interesting, man. That's uh, really unfortunate for such a cool-looking model and such an expensive model. I think another problem that the Atropos has is that it has a reputation that other knights don't. Um, it's got the Vortex portal gun. It's got the, the big fancy D las cutter. So more than any other knight, it attracts a lot of fire, and it's still not any more durable than any other knight. I feel like before the Atropos, the go-to thing in a Legion list was the Lancer. And I feel like the Lancer is still even the better choice over the two. I think it's just like the yeah. new candy. You want to try that out. You know what I mean? Or the new tool you want to see. Plus, yeah. I mean, the Atropos that. looks really impressive on paper. Plus, you also have that fun rule with the uh, Graviton Singularity Cannon. Where yeah. You What's that again? Is yeah. that like you can you can create a void or a vortex somewhere and just start it, removing it, terrain and stuff, right? It does have the vortex, but you before you even fire the weapon, you have to roll a D6 on an, and on a 1. The Knight Atropos suffers a single whole point of damage. So that's a. <laughs> oh man, if you're like really unlucky, like uh, our buddy Chris who plays Alpha Legion, then that's a that's a bad night for you, you know. Yeah, like I say, I mean, yeah. it's, you know, it's not greater risk, but at the same time, you know, it's one sixth of your vehicle suddenly taking a chunk out of. Yeah. Well- Seventh in this case, it does have seven. Oh, oh you're right. It does. Have now, seven because it's a mechanicum one, does it come with? Uh, it comes with blessed auto simulacra. It has. It will not die. Oh, it does it. Yeah. Well, that's pretty good. I don't know, man. I'm about to fall for this new bait. It sounds pretty good. Does it? Next time we play Will, we're just, he's just going to be running a list of every noob bait that we mentioned. I mean, that, I think that's the best way to, to figure out if it's actually noob bait. If you can beat somebody in a list full of noob bait, then does it? Know, hey, maybe it's all die? not noob bait. It has a. It will not die. It does. It actually has a adamantic flare. Maybe I'm thinking of Eighth Edition. You to. might be. Uh... Uh, damn you, yeah. rules! <laughs> you got the because I flare yeah. shield. Auto yeah. simulacra, which is one wound yeah. returned. Really? On a six. I think you guys are thinking of eighth edition. We do no, not no. speak of eighth edition. Auto simulacra is a rule that's even in um, Iron Hands have it. On I've, a six I've, got, yeah. I've got the layout right here. I don't see any uh, auto simulacra on the night attribute. Oh, okay. I, well, I assume because you, it was a Jesse, do you? Because I'm, I'm looking in the Crusade Imperialis Army List, page yep. 114. War gear, blessed auto simulacra. There you go. I am staring right at it. I, it happens, <laughs> Jesse. It right happens. It. It's a Sunday it's evening a last after a long cold on weekend. Yeah. It, it. it also <laughs> has one extra hull point. So it's yes. got yep. seven, seven hull points hull versus point. normal knights have six. So I guess that's for your uh, when you roll the uh, one the one on the collapsing singularity. Yeah, and for when you flub that, it will not die. Or auto simulacra, which is actually worse than it will not die. No, but it's it's free, so you know yeah, you can't still complain. Something. I know when I take it in head of the Gorgon, I always forget it on every one of my vehicles, and I'm like, it's not till like two turns later. I'm like, oh shit, I should have been rolling for that. Damn it! Because I mean, to have like in Iron Hands, you take head of the Gorgon, you get that uh, auto simulacra for free on all your vehicles. So even like your little rhinos and everything get it. You know? Yep. Yep. Sounds like you need to be running more head of the Gorgon. I do. That's the only thing I run. It's the best right. You're, you're, ever you're in disappointing your Primarch. Well, he was a dummy, anyways. I don't follow his teachings, so. Uh, yeah, obviously. No, no. He he was a fool. Let's move on. Yeah. Jared, is your mic fixed? Testing, testing. Does this work? Ooh, oh, man. You so did it. You clear. did it. Nice. <laughs> I feel like you're in the room with me. And take credit for this. Yeah, she fixed it up on her MacBook. Oh, there you go. Perfect. Thanks, um, Lila. So let's go. You had a, a list of stuff, right? Sikorin was one. So we've already discussed that. You you told me the Mastodon is new bait. Correct. Now you're going to have to explain why. First of all, the Mastodon, let's get it out of the way. It's one of the coolest looking models Forge World has, just period. I was absolutely. Two years ago, I was waiting for this thing to come out. I could not wait. It just looked so awesome. And, you know, as a fist player, it's got that, you know, it just looks perfect impressive you know 10 whole points it's got the magna melta you know i think it's a 
three small blasts, strength nine melta shots or so. If it's against a fortification or a building, it can take, uh, becomes like each pin becomes D three pins. Um, you take a hostile signal jammer. It's got two void shields. Um, name of the weapon is like a, uh, anti-air Gatling gun. It's like heavy seven or six or uh, something. Sky Reaper, I believe. Um, it's got two side-mounted last cannons, two side-mounted heavy flamers, which can overwatch. Got a lot of cool stuff. At, you know, the, the costs and what it can do. I like to play somebody using it because I, I would take it out, but I don't, I don't see it being a ton of use in a mega battle. It's going to attract tons and tons and tons of fire. Um, it's not going to stand up forever. Um, if it gets charged by vets, terminators, pretty much anything, it's it's going to get hurt. Yeah, uh, and if it does get hurt, it gets to turn into a piece of terrain. So what's wrong? My <laughs> model, that's what's wrong. Yeah, seven hundred points is uh, definitely that's a lot, that's a lot to spend on a Lord of War that doesn't have a D weapon attached to it. Mm. You know, it may have that nice little lightning gun or a, a you know Sky Reaper gun, but as many lightnings as we take on a and a mega battle lasts yeah. longer than two turns. Okay, so we're thinking about this in a mega battle. Even in like a one-on-one game, you still think so? One game. Because your opponent is space out a lot. Because, you know, unless you're playing like a 5,000-point game or something, your army is going to be inside of that Mastodon with its 40 troop. You're so concentrated. Um, Hold on real quick. Jared, are you holding down your push-to-talk long enough? It sounds like you're coming in broken. Am I the only one hearing that? No, I'm hearing it too. Yeah. All right, because it'll it'll have like dead space in between your speaking. Formulate my words. Well, no, no, this is different because this will be like in the middle of a sentence. I understand that you you like to formulate your words, which is good, but uh, this is like definite dead space. This computer doesn't even have push to talk. Oh, okay, interesting. Is Lila streaming something in another room somewhere? Yeah. Go kick your pregnant wife off of her comfort. Yeah. <laughs> furry. Plug. I'm sorry. Go ahead. Go ahead, Jer. We'll 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 figure it out. No, I'm not watching anything. <laughs> Back to why the Mastodon is, is, is subpar for what it is. But it is like a, a centerpiece unit, right? I, I look at the Mastodon, and I don't think, like, this is a list, or this is something I want to write into every list. I think this is something I want to make and bring to a big battle where I can present pretty much, or play, like, I know you like to do, where you play collection uh, games. And when that's where, like, you take your collection, your opponent takes their collection, and you guys, like, battle it out, which is awesome. And I think those are, that's what that game is like, or that's where that model is really cool. And definitely, and again, I'm not saying it doesn't have a place. I think, particularly against somebody taking a Castellum, um, it could be a lot of fun. Oh, yeah. In a themed game oh, yeah. like that, man, that would be awesome. Absolutely right. You're going to yeah. crack open fortifications. Just Now, if only we had people that had Castellums, where are we going to find those? If only the person who had the Mastodon didn't also have the Castellum because he's an Imperial Fist player and just loves big things. What is that Mastodon doing in that Castellum? Whoa! Shut up. (laughs) It must be an Iron Fist player. (laughs) Iron Iron Fist? Fist. Damn, just Imperial Fist player. (laughs) Just making up legions. Hey, oh, to there, John French has called them the Iron Fist too, and he's an official Black Lives. Oh, Black. really? <laughs> it happens. To uh, also further prove the point, that's been just a long weekend, Stephen. Uh, the reason I couldn't find your character was because I was looking at the World Eaters. <laughs> Damn. Where the hell is this guy? Oh, saying that, I was so confused. I was like, I know it's in there. I've looked at the. I'm not going to say anything. I, I don't have any hard copies like on me at the moment. So I'm like, I, I guess he's just right. So I guess Steven's just pulling this out of his ass. I don't know. It's just just oh, making boy. up characters. <laughs> it's like, what is all this rules? Just like Dreadclaw pinning. It was just something that I thought I <laughs> yeah, saw yeah. And, ne- and ran for two years and it never yeah, actually You remember, Steven, for those first two years, man, Dreadclaws were the best unit in the meta. They were amazing. Yep. You'd come down and you would do what was it D six hits on a unit yep. and strength six. And then I'd six. sweep over and hit him again. Yeah, was, man, they were the, hands down the best unit in the game. No wonder everybody bought one. Yep. And then after I tricked everyone into buying them, I read the rules. <laughs> hey, so finally, so did everybody else. Wait a minute, this guy's been playing these wrong. Mm-hmm. Side note: I did have all of the appropriate <laughs> rules when I used them in Nova. Yes, that's true. We had figured all that out by then. Yeah, well um, before that. So, Jared, what else you got for uh, new bait? 
Anything else? Any other pet peeve of yours? A raptor. The fire, fire raptor? All right, now I'm I'm almost with you on this because I used to think it was bad too until they changed until we the, saw it. the missiles to heavy instead of ordnance. Right, so you can actually fire them and not have to snapshot everything else. Exactly. Yeah, but what what's your reasoning there, Jared? It's a cool model. I've looked at it. I've, I've looked at it for probably a year or two, thinking, "Oh, maybe I could." I, I still can't, even with the the new missiles out there that really can can shine. That I, I don't see a great merit for Raven Guard. I mean, what are you going to use your only heavy support choice on a a flyer that can't really do much against AV fourteen? Imperial Fist. Look at all the other heavy support choices that are out there and stack them up against, you know, heavy support squad, Leviathan dreads, Medusas, predators, uh, the merit in it. Okay. I see what you're saying. So it, it, the big thing is it loses out to other four sword slots. Cause I mean, it is taking up the heavy, which is a very valuable slot. Not at some people only get one. Like you said, Raven guard, you know, you know, stack it up to a lightning, stack it up to a storm eagle. Yeah. What my, you know, like storm eagle. I think 30, 35 points more than a fire raptor, but it's got 20 transport capacity. It's got LAS cannons, um, launchers. You know, it's going to hold up more, and it's got four hole points. Yeah, that's true. Um, that's a good point. I always just didn't like the fact that it was ordnance, and like you said, it couldn't really do anything against armor 14 or above, you know? But now with the missiles that are being heavy, I think it, I think it can. You can fire all those and deal with heavy armor, but... Um, the rest of the weapons, like you said, once you once you spin those missiles, that's it. Yeah, I it's a cool model. Um, from what I hear, it's you know, of course, a, a absolute nightmare to assemble and and get put together. Stephen, I think, can attest to that. Can confirm. I've built three fire raptors in my life, and I'm never building another one. You've I done don't. what uh, most men dare not even dream, Stephen. So thank you for that. You're a hero well, to all of us. For those of you not dreaming, um, it's you, you're not missing much. Yeah, that's for some good points, Jared. I can't, I can't argue for it. I mean, like you said, there's, there's a lot of other good stuff you could take for the price. In fact, it's a flyer too, so it's not coming on until turn two to, you know, do its job. Plus, it's just going to get shot down by Jerry anyway. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but I'm pretty biased against reserve units in general. I'm an Iron Hands player, and I like all my stuff on the table to have maximum firepower turn one. But I know there's some other dudes who are real sneaky snakes that can you know, play with only a couple dudes on the table to begin with and then bring all their stuff in reserves and it works out for them. But I, I don't like to play that way. I normally do reserves, and even then, I still can't I can't do the Fire Raptor. But uh, let's see, what else? What's some other uh, uh, new bait out there? David, did you have anything, any other new bait you said, the uh, Siphon? Yeah, just don't buy it. Just just hands down, don't just, even buy don't, it. Just don't. <laughs> we, we'll, we'll retract our previous statement about not actively discouraging anything. <laughs> So, no, so I mean, so I got one because uh, it, it just, it's awesome. It looks great. Um, it's got some full color artwork in book seven for the Thousand Suns. And I kind of based my um, 3,000 point Thousand Sun ar- uh, army off of sort of those, uh, those, you know, full color plates in book seven. So I was all in on this, man. I looked at some of the rules like uh, Cluster Warhead. And I was like, man, this, this is fucking awesome, right? Like, I'm going to get a penetrating hit. I'm going to roll D3 times. Of course, I'm going to get three. And then I'm going to be able to roll three times on the vehicle damage chart and, and get to pick the highest. But it it just doesn't work like that, right? Like, uh, you, you know, it's like rear armor and that kind of stuff when you deep strike from behind. Yeah, it, yeah, it just doesn't. I mean, it's strength eight. Um, it doesn't have tank hunter. It doesn't have armor bang because you can't buy it. The uh, battle servitor controls, right? So, um, like you know, like you can on the the lightning or you can on the uh, the thunderbolt, right? Like or a lot of the other flyers, you can get battle servitor controls that let you um, get tank hunter grounds against uh, uh, ground units. You can't do that with the 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 Zyphon because it's supposed to be basically. Um, uh, you know, it's, uh, it's supposed to be taking out other other flyers. Um, but it doesn't even do a good job at that because it's only, it's, uh, it's rotary missile launchers, only heavy two. And it, it's not going to run out of missiles, but you only, only can fire two each turn. And then if the other person has like, like any points left over, they're taking 
chaff launchers, right? So chaff launchers are only five points, and they're going to give you an invol save against missiles. Uh, so the fact that it has terminal tracking almost doesn't matter um, because you've got chaff launchers, so you Does don't chaff care. chaff launchers work 360? I thought it was only on missiles fired to your rear, though. Um, but still, um, that is a good point. Regardless of where they're coverage, it's still, like you're saying, if you do happen to get on the rear armor of a flyer, then, yeah, that's not going to work, right? Right. Yeah, I just, I've played it in games, and it ends up being like a twin-linked last cannon flying around. Um, it's 205 points. Uh, it, it doesn't do a whole lot. Um, it doesn't die because it's agile. Uh, so it, it, I mean, it's pretty survivable, but it just doesn't feel like it's worth the points. Yeah. All right. Well, that is too bad because it looks great. And I know there's some good artwork in uh, book six with, uh, you know, the Iron Hands one. Um, there's that Iron Hands pilot who dies. And uh, rather than stick him in a dreadnought, they stick him inside a Xiphon in a sarcophagus. And Does anybody him. else have a Xiphon? And I think you're the only one. Uh, Austin, Austin has one. <laughs> there, there, there's... Oh, Zyphon does. I don't think he's finished painting it, though. That's why he doesn't play it, I think. I like how you just called him Zyphon. Oh, did I really call yeah. Austin Zyphon? <laughs> well, here, henceforth, Austin's name is Zyphon, so let yep, it be spoken. Uh, Alright, so we're going to take a quick break, go to the potty, and because uh, we're big boys, so we go to the potty on our own. And uh, we'll be back later, so uh, stick around. So today we've been talking about a lot of new bait and things that we think are kind of overrated in the game. But uh, before we wrap this up, let's talk about a unit that's underrated. Does anybody got one? Steven, that's, that should have been your cue to uh, pick up and start talking. But uh, I'm, I'm, being, I'm being humble. And Jared said he has one. Which All right, Jared, one? take it away since Steven wasted his opportunity. Very good. Jared, I'm sorry, buddy. I can't hear you at all. A plus content, guys. This oh, is no. what listeners want to hear. I feel bad. <laughs> Tune in later for the Remembrancers Retreat blooper reel. Oh, yeah. Try one more time, Jared. Just say anything. I see him. I see that little green ring, and I don't hear any Jared. Jared doesn't love us. All right. Let's let Jared continue doing this. Stephen, okay. pick, what do you got? So one of my most uh, one of my favorite units to use, and I don't quite often get as much uh, opportunity to use it as I would like, are Seekers. Uh, Legion Seeker Marines are pretty cool, um, especially in Centurion games, um, where the thirty six inch, what is it, uh, Kraken bolts are the AP two ones. Yep, strength five AP two. Now that they got those, yeah, man, mm-hmm. life has changed, baby. Yep. the The last time I played uh, Austin. Um, he was marching his death sworn up the center of the table, and they were just taking round after round after round of AP2 shooting from Seekers, who were just chilling back in cover with preferred enemy. Uh, and it was it was a lot of fun. They were holding an objective because they have implacable advance. Um, and they normally, I write them in with combi weapons, but this time to save points, I didn't. And I was glad I didn't because they performed way better than even like a heavy support squad or a special support squad would have, where they were untouchable because nothing else could outrange them. Yeah, man. I mean, that's like strength five. You're wounding Marines on three. AP and it has shred. AP two with wait. Does it really? Yeah. Scorpius pulls all these guys up. That's crazy. Kraken. Whatever the AP two one is, it has shred. I seem to remember you using them at one point against me. They were all tucked in a drop pod and they were used to great effect to get yeah. in the back line and just, Yep, another uh, fun use of them is when I run Serrated Sun, I give them combi plasmas. Uh, I pick out something that I want to die, I drop them in, and I unload. Yep, used a great effect. I'm going to have to get a squad of these guys. I'll probably play them as a, what, is it, what do you think, the most gamey version of these guys could be probably Raven Guard. I'll add yeah, those to my Shattered likely. Legion. Okay, yeah. cool. De- yeah, definitely going to happen then. Yeah. Son of a bitch. <laughs> Um, I think yeah. with I think with veterans getting the update that they did in the red book with the with the new veteran tactics kind of overshadowed a lot of other infantry choices, especially um, shooter heavy infantry. But seekers, for my money, remain like firmly entrenched as a fun, fluffy, and effective unit. Plus, they're used in the rarely used fast attack. 
Ooh, ah. Yeah, that's hard to fill sometimes for yeah. some legions, right? Absolutely. Like, I don't know about you, but I always seem to have fast attack slots open. Oh, hello. Hey, Jared. Sorry, Jared. The, the cast is already over. You missed it all. Okay, so these guys is Raven Guard and a head of the Gorgon Shattered Legion. I can put them in a land raider then, and that, that makes them even cooler. You could infiltrate them too. Oh, as Raven Guard, you're right. Yeah, that makes more sense, doesn't it? Duh. Yeah. Man, these guys are pretty cool, actually, man. Yeah, man. Seekers. Get them. So they're 20 points each, but you get all that extra, that special issue ammo for free. Yep, and they get a um, they get to get preferred enemy against one unit at the beginning of the game. You pick uh, a unit for them to hunt, and they get preferred enemy against it. Just BS5, I mean, that's tough to argue with. Oh, wow, they are BS5. Yeah, they got an update, definitely, with the, with the ammo, and then, were they always BS5, or were they just base BF, or, or was that from the latest I think, update? I think they were always BS5, because they were, they were the, the gunner, the shooter versions of veterans, practically, because if you didn't want to use veterans to, um, to snipe people, you used Seekers. Yeah, definitely. And, and, uh, did somebody already mention they have Implacable Advance? Yes, they do indeed. Yeah, that was okay. mentioned. That's okay. what Steven does, he, po- he posts them up on a... Um, what do you call them? Objective. And then uh, just has them camp there for a while, which is a great unit. I do the yeah. same thing with Mordath, and I put them on an objective and just let them hang out there and shoot shit from afar with their sniper rifles. But yeah, that's not a bad idea. Um, what what else? Anybody else have some underrated units they want to talk about? Marines, now that my, my microphone's working. Wait, did you say just Marines? Like basic Marines? Uh, tech Marines. Oh, tech marines. marines, yeah. Okay, uh-huh. let's talk about these, because they seem like they have a lot of debuffs going, like, they, don't, they have a lot of stuff going against them. They're not independent characters. Yeah. So they can't join units, but they have rad grenades and stuff like that. Um, which is weird. Because it's not like you're going to charge a single guy into an enemy unit. Oh, yeah, but he has. I know he has, but I'm setting up for him to explain that, Steven. Run them is... I'll generally take a, a combination of them, either... Um, Rad grenades and a thunder hammer, which is sixty points. Nice, nice couple buffs, and plus they've got five attacks on the charge at strength eight. I mean, that's that. Particularly with uh, the rad grenades, when you're facing people like uh, Steven and his Gal Vorback. Oh yeah, definitely making work of those guys, right? Instant death. Um, you can also sub out the servo arm for a conversion beamer for thirty-five points, and does that. I've got one guy modeled with it and to either drown in fire or make his points back many times over. Um, I love that model because, you know, in mega battles and games, he's just, he's such an innocuous thing. He's one guy. So if you really want to take him out, you got to shoot at him a lot because I'm invariably going to put him in cover. Yeah. That's a whole unit you need to dedicate to shooting before you can shoot him. Yeah, exactly. But at, Outside of 42 inches, he's strength 10 AP1, small blast. So in in battles, I'll just have him sniping tanks, light armor. He's good against uh, mech, Armadons in particular, uh, Thalax. You know, he can insta-kill him, which is huge. Um, yeah. Trying to have one tiny guy sitting in the background and, oh, take that tank away. Take that tank away. It's just, it's beautiful. Yeah, or be a real dickhead and uh, shoot your buddy out of charge range. You remember that time, huh? Do and I, it, it it warms my heart so much. No, man, I was I totally had that squad dead to rights. I had like walked my way up the board. I was getting ready to kill him, and all of a sudden, this conversion beaver just evaporates all the dudes in front of me. And I was like, all right, well, you know that was that was fun. <laughs> How many tanks did you kill that uh, that particular game, Jared? It was at least two. And then I think I took out three or four Myrmidon Seculars as well, plus a bunch of vets. Oh, Seventy yeah, points. Not even a pretty cool little model in a big ba- in a big battle like we do. If they die, okay, it's that's one guy. And the drawback is the the not being able to join units because the the Thunderhammer guys you do want to get them in melee. Um, sometimes you know Steven has overwatched into oblivion. Oh, it's fantastic. You're like, you're not going to hit him in Overwatch, and even if you do, he's going to make his armor save, because he's got Artificer armor, one shot, one dead tech marine. But you weren't shooting at my other units, which then came and killed you. You are not wrong. (laughs) 
but the moral victory was mine. <laughs> and really, against Galvorback, facing Galvorback or um, Mechanicum, high toughness models, Tech Marines, in my opinion, are a must-have because you can, you know, even your your schlub, you know, tactical sergeant, he's dealing out instant death wounds. Yeah, that is absolutely true. And uh, let's talk about another aspect of the about the uh, Tech Marine I personally like is the fact that you can take the Servitors. And then if he's got red grenades, you can take red missiles for your servitors and just start pumping red rounds downrange. Oh, yeah. It's expensive. Which I think nobody ever does because it's, because it's expensive, right? But I think it would be really cool. It'd be extremely cool. Better than a destroyer squad, which it would probably still cost way less than. Probably, yeah. Yeah, that's some uh, pretty interesting stuff. Um, what else? Do we have any, any other uh, unvalued units then? I don't know if this is unvalued, but uh, I'd certainly put it undervalued. I mean, yeah. Yeah. For like the Charybdis. Okay. So that's the big uh, claw one you're talking about, right? Yeah. This is the the giant uh, egg transport, the Legion Charybdis assault claw. It's a heavy support choice, um, transport capacity of 20 models, or can be used to carry a single dreadnought or a unit of rapier carrier team. So the, uh, quad mortars oh, um, so you carry a whole unit not just a single one then that's that's pretty cool right away that's what yeah I yeah yeah i mean it's just such a uh it's such a beast to put together i think it probably scares a lot of people away um but it's a beautiful model and uh it's uh it's actually pretty dynamic the uh if, if you put put it together right the claws actually can retract or um deploy so that it's uh it actually looks like it's flying or it's on the ground. It's pretty sweet. But, um, no, this thing is so survivable on the ground. First of all, you're getting the uh, drop pod assault rules, right? So it's coming in first turn, guaranteed. Uh, I like to load it out with uh, machine killer vets um, and, you know, whoever, in whatever independent character I'm attaching it to. So uh, sometimes I'll put, like, a, uh, a master signal in there to give them the plus one BS right? Which is just totally brutal. So you're getting plus one, um, armor pen, plus one ballistic skill. Uh, it just, it, it gets, it gets crazy. Um, it's got five hull points. Uh, so, and it can jink. So it's, it's just super survivable. The yeah, turn right, it's not in, technically a super heavy, so it can still jink. That's interesting. I'd never considered that. Yeah, and even with the new rules, because it's got hover mode as well as uh, flyer, right? So it's flyer and hover. Uh, when it comes in deep strike, it can it can elect to be in hover mode, and so it operates normally. That's pretty good, man. Yeah, it's like a it's like an amped up dreadclaw. Yeah, definitely. I think the big detractor to it is the price, though. How do you justify the price? Is it the guaranteed turn one entry? Is that what it is for you? So how do I justify 235 points on this thing taking up a heavy support choice? Yeah. Okay. So absolutely, it's guaranteed turn one delivering my um, machine killer vets uh, who are going to hit with uh, strength nine melta um, and just eliminate whatever the fuck they're going after, right? So like I've taken out falchions. Uh, I, I mean, like it's 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 brutal. Uh, so there's a huge, you know, you're recouping points there. But then afterwards, after they drop off the vets, these things can then move up to 12 inches in hover mode. Um, or actually, they can go into fly mode as well, um, move up to 18 inches, zoom, and uh, do a heat blast attack. And the heat blast attack is, uh, it's essentially a flamer-based attack that hits everything it moves under. And I've, I've wiped out tactical squads with this. Uh, it's especially useful for taking out squads that are in cover. Um, yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah. Just because you can't take cover saves on the heat blast thing. But it's also got missiles, doesn't it? Like uh, crack missiles or whatever? That's yeah, like, it does. It's got uh, the... Uh, frag yeah, assault launchers. Yep. Independent machine spirits on each one of those. Um, so they're twin-linked. Uh, strength 6, AP 5, pinning... Uh, which is fine because uh, if you jink with this, it's twin linked. You're still rolling again. You know you're trying to get sixes. It's not going to be amazing. I wouldn't bank on it, but it's it's gravy on top of everything else. 
That is pretty good, man. Um, and I've only ever seen them used once. Um, and that was, I, I mean, seen once in a game. I know you have one. I haven't seen you play it though. Um, it was with a of, uh, I think it was like Tartaros Terminators for his Raven Guard or something like that. But he used it and he was like, this thing is totally going to get destroyed. And he brought it in and it was able to jink and was perfectly fine. Didn't take a single hull point and he was able to dismount his guys and actually charge the next turn. So, I mean, it worked to affect the one time I saw it. So, Yeah, it's it's super survivable. Um, it's probably the most survivable. Well, I mean, it is, right? It's the most survivable drop pod out there. Um, so, yeah. I think it's awesome. Does anybody else have one? Steven, do you have one? Uh, no, I've always preferred the Dreadclaws. Um, and as uh, as far as large transports that fly go, I'm a, I'm a Storm Eagle man. I know um, Wake has one for his Raven Guard that's doing the uh, proto-Raven Guard wing thing. So um, it'll be interesting to see how he uses it whenever he gets that army painted up. But yeah, no, I, they're they're amazing. You can take it as a dedicated transport for a uh, uh, Leviathan Dreadnought, um, but I don't. I just I take it as a heavy support choice, and then I load out you know whoever I want, vets plus whatever independent characters I'm going to attach to that squad, and uh, yeah, and they're they're brutal, man. Uh, turn one, not a bad idea. Well, I think uh, that's about it, then, isn't it, Jesse? Do you have anything yeah. else? Not. I'm good to go. It's been a fun episode, guys, talking about uh, a lot of things that I thought were kind of cool, but I'm now being told otherwise. Like, uh, well, the masses on the Xiphon, the Arcus. I mean, man, there there's some that I thought was like, these are really cool. And I think, I don't know if we recorded or not, but Steve and I were talking about making a list comprising completely of this new bait stuff and then trying to play a game and see if you could win. So that'd be something to do, man, you know? Yeah. And that'll teach you to have your own opinions. You should only ever believe what podcasts tell you. That's right. Yeah. Listen to the internet, nope. folks. Yep. We know nope. everything. You are not allowed to have free anybody else's. You are told what to do by us, and you must do it. So, um, yep. That uh, being entry, said, entry into the next RVA 30K event will hinge on how you answer Remembrance Service Feet based questions. Yeah, that's it. Yep. Uh, so, with that, we're going to tell you to. Uh, turn the podcast off now because it's done and uh also going to tell you to uh have a good weekend or i guess week if you're listening to this on wednesday so uh take care guys have a good one bye bye everybody adios peace be sure to follow us on facebook at remembrancers retreat for information on upcoming events with our local gaming group be sure to follow us on facebook at richmond 30k